here we are again can you believe it's that time of the week already we're back with another classic episode of the transition and on this week's episode you'll hear me complaining about alex's support of juicy j's new album you'll hear how alex and i have been folding on our fitness routines but we do make plans to change that and you'll also hear some really dope stuff in the second half of the show when we get into some meaningful quotes we found this week as well as some recent comments by our former president that are interesting to say the least so without further ado episode 37 of the transition welcome to the transition oscar prinsky dimitri williams back in the studio once again soft intro this week i am i am tired (laughs) that's why we get the soft intro this week alex how are you feeling absolutely exhausted but i am happy to be here I I am also happy to be here. This is, as we always say, pretty much on every episode that we do. This is the highlight of our weeks. Um, so I'm 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 not about, I'm not mad about it being here on a on a Friday evening. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the last episode we did with Alex's brother, which, funny enough, we only recorded like a few days ago, <laughs> and then had to put it up. Yeah, right. And we're already back behind the mic again. But that was a really cool episode. Um, where he talked about some some stuff that he discusses on his podcast um, and just general kind of media ethics, digital ethics stuff that we kind of do topics that are adjacent to here on the the transition, but we never really cover in depth. So, yeah, if you if you want to if that sounds interesting to you, go and check out that episode, even if it doesn't sound interesting to you, still go check out the episode. Do it anyway. <laughs> do it anyway. Do it regardless. Um on this week's episode, though, we have, I think, a pretty short list of, of things to discuss. It's not going to be, I mean, last week's episode was long. It was like an hour and a half. Um, this one, we're, we're probably not going to take up too much time, but we, we do have a few things to discuss. So without further ado, let's get into it. Alex, actually, no, before we get into it, how are you, how are you feeling? How was your week? Sensational, as always. <laughs> Sensational. Um, who said that? Was that um, Future, Future who had yeah, that yeah, meme? Yeah. <laughs> In regards to cheesecake, but... Um, oh geez, <laughs> yeah, it was really good though. Um, talked on Facetime with a bunch of people. Um, Gang, yeah, work was work was work. We we've been over we've been over this before. It was fine. Like I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna go in. <laughs> it on, was fine. You know, it was mid. Yeah, we made yeah. it. I got a I got a new episode of The Mandalorian to watch tonight. So, are you a Mandalorian fan? I do. Okay, I, let me I kick do. you out of the podcast I right am. now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Talk, man. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I am. I've actually never watched that. I've heard very mixed reviews about it, though. Some people are like swear by it. Some people are like it's boring. Some people are like it's mid. I don't know. I feel like you got to be into the whole Star Wars thing to. to are you a Star Wars appreciate fan? It. Am I a Star Wars fan? I wouldn't say I'm a Star Wars fan. I would say that I think I got indoctrinated into those movies when I was like a kid. So it's almost like mm. a little nostalgic. I think. To, I uh, just imagine like your parents locking you in the room with just the TV on for like ten hours. <laughs> like you will complete everything in this in this series and Bro, you're gonna take a quiz on it later i used to beat the shit out of my brother with those lightsabers we used to have like the plastic <laughs> ones you know what i'm talking about yeah i know exactly yeah. what you're talking about yeah we would like oh my go at it <laughs> alex impales nick on a <laughs> on a plastic lightsaber so, yeah, maybe i am a star wars fan i might have to walk that back a little bit but i, I was gonna say you've definitely have you ever tried to use the force in like real life Oh, 100%. Yeah, you're a Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. Probably many times, too. This isn't isn't a one-off occasion. I do want to go to... No uh, way, continuously. Yeah, I want to go to... uh, I want to go to, like, Disney with... I really am, like, walking myself in the Star Wars fan. I want to go to Disney, like, the Star Wars, I guess, universe they have down there. It sounds pretty dope, but... 
whenever Rona's over, maybe in a couple of years, but whenever Rona is over indeed. Never. <laughs> may, may, nev- may never end. Rona will know. Rona will just be here forever. Um hopefully not. Hopefully not. And um my week was pretty pretty oh, solid. Yeah. How I'd was say. your week? Um, I am. The weather was like <laughs> Oh, no, that's all right. Jeez. That's all right. I'll just ask myself. Um <laughs> God one week from the not even one week. A few days out from the last podcast, the guy just just loses all cadence. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, my my week was pretty good. Um the weather was like kind of terrible, I will say. It was kind of like rainy and dreary. Even today as we were, as I record at least it's rainy and dreary. Um so it's it's been a a very homebound week, which I it, I mean every week is a homebound week at this point. So I guess I shouldn't even be um like perturbed or or um thrown off by that whatsoever um one thing that is kind of weird though is that the holidays are like so like i mean thanksgiving obviously is over but christmas is like three weeks away not even i mean yeah actually it's three weeks to the day because december's today's december the fourth but and i just i don't know and i think more more and more each year i kind of get in this mode where it's like other things are going on in my life so it's just the the holidays are kind of just like placed further and further back on the the back burner i'm just kind of like yeah like they're, they're coming up at some point is that is is that kind of how you feel too, or am I alone in that that feeling? I forgot about my birthday this year. I forgot. Same. About, I, I did that as well. I forgot about Thanksgiving, and then Christmas does not feel like Christmas. So, no. dude, when you don't leave, like it's not even like you know, I don't leave the area. Like I don't leave my house like at all. <laughs> so it's Seriously. like I forget what's going on in like the actual world, other than my own little like bubble of the basement that I work out of right now. Yeah, so like, I don't like that. <laughs> no, it's almost like yeah, it's almost like I kind of have my nine to five. I do my own thing, and then time kind of like passes by. So yeah, I haven't really paid attention to any of these any holidays. This is terrifying, it's depressing, man. <laughs> yeah, you know it's weird. I went to the grocery store the other day because um, I was gonna make some tacos for dinner, and I I needed some materials. So I braved the outside world. I, I like it felt so weird actually putting on clothes and having like expectations for other people to see me other than my family. Um, and I was like, all right, like this should be a quick trip or whatever. And just going through the aisles and actually passing by people, I was kind of just like, <laughs> like just looking around, like just, just so out of my element. It's, it's, I mean, it's not like I don't, um, go outside all throughout the course of the week. Cause obviously I have errands to run and whatnot, but I don't know, just in that instance, it felt very, I don't know. Everything kind of hit me at once of that. Like, this is, I don't know. This human interaction is just very weird and strained right now. Like I would never try and strike up a conversation with anyone in any public place whatsoever right now. Like I'm just beelining to the um the old El Paso section to get my my <laughs> soft shells and hard shells and then I'm just running back home. Like it's it's just so strange. Um and I remember when I was leaving this I was uh like I had finished using my 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 little shopping cart or whatever. No, I, it was actually I didn't have the handheld one. It was like a little push one, but the smaller one because you know it was, it was a quick journey. Um <laughs> at my local giant. Um so I I like put it back and I thought this guy was um going to use it. He just like straight subverted me, went right around me and took the next one in the thing and I was like respect, respect. <laughs> like I can't even be mad at that. Um so I don't know. It's it's just very odd. It is it is very weird. But um other than that, my tacos are great. Um that's all the I haven't, really I haven't lost a touch. <laughs> I have not lost chicken, a touch. Chicken beef, what'd you go with? I went with ground turkey. Um Healthy. I did the ground turkey. Yeah, you know me. Jeez. Ground turkey, uh did did a little self seasoning and then also I got the taco kit that came with like the taco seasoning in there. So we put that in there, put the sauce in there. 
um, cut up some vegetables in there to kind of give it a little bit of body, if you will. And we just cook that down. Some some black beans on the side, a little guac, a little sour cream. I, I went right, in. That's I went in. Have you? Been, yeah. Did you? Have you gone to like? Are you like a Taco Bell person or no? Oh, I'm I'm not a scumbag. So so no, I'm not a I'm not a Taco Bell person. <laughs> and I say that because I know you are a Taco oh. Bell person. <laughs> yeah. The Alex greatest left fast the food chain on earth. <laughs> really? You think so? You don't eat a fried cheddar chalupa and do not think that Taco Bell is the greatest fast food chain. Dude, on earth. your body like is going to explode. Senior, no, not anymore. It was senior year of college, man. This was like three or four times a week. Oh, you're a savage. Oh, oh my disgusting. God. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> well, because I'd leave the library at like one in the morning and that Taco Bell was open. Oh, until, yeah. You were on the late night tip. Yeah, because I don't work until literally nine o'clock or whatever. So that Taco you're Bell crazy. was open until... 3 30 a.m or 2 30 oh, i was gonna something. say was it 24 hours i wouldn't be surprised i wish the duncan the dunk we had a duncan like five minutes from our campus and that was 24 hours That's you could dangerous. go you could oh my god you could go there at 2 a.m and the dude used to you could order like 10 munchkins or whatever he would give you a bag of like 30 sometimes just because oh my god just because yeah it's like they're gonna go they're gonna go stale they're gonna throw yeah, them out that's a good point yeah so yeah, shout out to that duncan a uh, hot uh, hot tip quick tip if you go to a bakery or any baked goods place like at near the end of their closing hours you're always going to be able to get extra because they don't they don't keep it overnight they always throw out whatever doesn't uh sell in a day so they try to project as close as possible but they always over project i would imagine or for from what my experience so if you want some free food stop by a bakery like around five ish when they're about to close up and and collect collect your spoils if you will what's your and now this all right and this is my last tangent and then we'll actually start the <laughs> podcast um what was your do you have do you have any sketchy stories from your 1 a.m journeys to to taco bell do i have any sketchy stories no because <laughs> it was all drive-through I had oh my, okay gotcha. yeah no there was no walking in so, oh, okay, so I imagine, I'm imagine you putting in the no. uh, you putting in the legwork going up there because that's yeah. a that's a long it's walk. A I've walked it before. Oh, it's I've, like 45 minutes. No, damn yeah, near. I've done that freshman year from Lafarge yep, La too. <laughs> Whoa, my goodness! Yeah, yeah, it's that's that's serious. And I remember because I thought it wasn't going to be that long, and then I was like, and it was in the summer too, and I was like, I'm sweating my like life away here. It was like a good like 30, 40 minutes I was walking. I was like, am I just a slow walker? Like, what's going on? No, poorly mistaken. Because we used to have that grocery store. Not that anybody would even freaking know what this is. But we used to have the grocery <laughs> store like five minutes away there, too. And I used to walk there to like get groceries. And that was a The grocery solid. store? Yeah, the uh, the Acme, you know. Right oh, the Acme up there. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Right yeah, the uh, the five. That was yeah. That. that was also. I mean, just as far. Yeah, it's it's basically like in the same um in the same vicinity. I'm trying to think. Do I have any sketchy stories? Ah, <sighs> I mean, I do walking around. I would have. <laughs> what happened to you as you were walking around? Oh my god! Well, you'd see some crazy. Uh, you would see some stuff. crazy stuff though. Because I, yeah, I used <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I noticed the correction. I w- used to walk back my I guess my sophomore year to Lancaster Courts. Oh, you're oh you're a brave man to be taking that oh, walk. One thirty a.m. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, which is like I think a mile away from campus. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. That's that's also by the end of by the end of my time there, I got. Dude, I got I cut that walk down to like super efficiency. I was cutting through backyards. I was cutting through wherever I needed to cut through. I could get there in like twenty minutes, but after after like the first time I was I was taking that walk, it's a solid Painful. thirty thirty five. Yeah, it's it's long, and you have to go through like it's I don't know you you 
it is it is it is not a good walk i'll just say that because it's just like everything's wooded basically oh yeah and you can either go through the super sketchy train station where like people get stabbed and like shot or (laughs) the tunnel was so sketchy (laughs) you it was it was a coin flip as to whether or not you were going to lose your wallet when you went in there and Bro, Kimmy, Kimmy's was so close. I was hoping there was like some protective force around that restaurant that could like get me through that damn tunnel. I was like, I don't know, by the power vested in Miss Kim, get me this fried rice and let me leave. Alex was risking his risking his life for the fried chicken. Sometimes there's certain things in life you got to lay it all on the line for, and that is and one of her general. So's chicken platters was one of them. That's yes. hilarious that you just thought if you broke the barrier to get to Kimmy's <laughs> that you would be safe from harm. <laughs> That's amazing though. Yeah. Oh man. It's but yeah, space. I always I, it's a safe space. Uh but that's the thing. I always used to robbed. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Wait, what did you say? I say even though she gets robbed, like on the Are weekly, you serious? <laughs> Kimmy got robbed on the week. Bro, there was a stretch. I forget what year that that that, that Overbrook Market and Bills got like jacked. I probably <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> so not really. Not a Kimmy safe getting space. done up on a weekly basis. Yeah, I don't know what kind of sick. That's messed up. That's so Kim. messed up. <laughs> but it's funny because I, I I honestly I thought they were kind of like like you know those people who have been on a block for so long like the like just people don't mess with them like i, mean. I thought i thought she would va- she was valid in that nature but apparently she is not valid in her hood i hope there was <laughs> retaliation but <laughs> i hope there was kimmy sends her goons over to their 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 house to to get even keep in mind this is like a 75 year old asian woman so i know she has some cousins that wield machetes i just i just feel that to be the truth in my heart that's, that's how i want it to be <laughs> Oh my, that's crazy. I never even heard about them being robbed. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all because students used to get robbed all the time. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> that street too is like. That's ongoing. That's still going as we speak. Yeah. It's at least one a week. No, Maybe, that, uh, probably more than one a week, yeah. honestly. I think that's Overbrook, right? I forget what, whatever street that was. It was yeah, it was, bad. it's like where that, that middle school was. And it's like, if you, I don't, because people, which is, it, honestly, it's just stupid because, like, why would you walk around there, which is, like, super dark and sketchy at, like, 9 o'clock, and, like, nobody drives over there. Like, every, like, it's residential people, but they're all, like, you know, parked up, whatever, in their homes. Like, no one's really taking, everyone's going to be on City Ave. They're not going to take, like, an off-road. And, uh, yeah, people used to get done up over there all the time. Yeah, Pause. It was, <laughs> pause. It was crazy, though. They'd be walking in the middle of winter, though, too. It'd be, like, 20 degrees outside, and you'd yeah. be walking. Because I, I've picked up, like, freshmen before that were walking and, like, drove them back to Villager because they were walking. Oh, really? Well, they were, like, a mile away in, like, those back yeah. neighborhoods walking, like, trying to get you back to. You are going to, to be shanked. It's like, trying to get back to Villager. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Wow. Good citizen. Um, Good Samaritan. Alex here. Good Samaritan. There we go. Oh man, that was that. Well, that was a great way to start off the podcast. A little uh, walk down in. memory lane <laughs> about robberies on our old uh, yeah, college we're, campus. We're, we're gonna have our St. Joe's episode next week, maybe, right? Our experience. Yeah, right episode. now we'll do we'll do. Oh uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that actually. We can do our our, our throwback uh, school days, if you will. Um, but anyway, to get into what we're actually supposed to be Here talking about on this podcast, I actually have a bone to pick with you, though. I'm glad this is the first topic. I my energy is up now. I, I came in and a little bit low, but I'm 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 back to my my normal levels. Juicy J released a project. Um, I'm I'm not really sure quite what to say about it, honestly. 
uh, I believe it was called The Hustle Continues. It's kind of like him on the front cover, like super close up, which is just a classic Juicy J, um, I don't know, pose, I guess. And I thoroughly, thoroughly hate this album. I mean, with every fiber of my being, I detest it pretty much. I'm mad that I spent the, I don't even know, probably close to an hour of my life listening to this in the background as I was working on stuff yesterday. On Alex's recommendation, might I add. 47 minutes. 47 minutes. 16 tracks um, of my life on on this album. Not a not a good verse. To, I won't say not a good verse. Be I careful. can count the I can I'm not that far off. I can count the amount of solid verses on from features, Juicy J, whoever, on both of my hands. All right, question. <laughs> I'm already questioning. Were you ex- or bars, not even verses, bars. Were you expecting me. like lyrical uh, lyrical miracle i wasn't expecting lyrical miracle but i was expecting like and and this might be my fault as well and this is why i said before we started when you go from the balancing act to the hustle continues it's quite a drop off in terms of quality yeah, i'm not gonna lie well, i wouldn't even say quality though like <laughs> oh, just in terms of i would say quality in terms of like type of music i think I mean, type is different, but I mean, for I A to right. Z. Quality, I think you're right. No, because I mean, you're kind of comparing Mozart to like me if I try. <laughs> it's not that bad, but I do see what you're saying. Like, I mean, and it's, it's and that's the thing. Even, even on, sir, on the album, honestly, production wasn't that bad. So I'll walk that back a little bit. Production actually was was pretty cool. I mean, it did feel like he came straight out of like 2014, 2015, but that's Juicy J's era pretty much. It's like the early yeah. like 2010. So I'm, I'm kind of not surprised. And this is his first album in like seven years. Um, which, and I think this was more kind of like, like a, a, a final, it, it gave me like final work type of vibes. Like he just wanted to get on something with a bunch of people that he likes and just make something fun. Like he wasn't trying to like solidify his legacy or anything <laughs> like that. Like nobody's, nobody's like putting Juicy J in any top 10, top 25, top 100 rappers of all time list. No uh, time soon. Top 100. Oh yeah. You think so? I could be I could be off there, but yeah, I think so. I think his work with Three Six Mafia cements him in the top one hundred. That's it. He has the legacy working for him though that he did like, and whenever you create a movement, good, bad, or indifferent, like you do get some brownie points for that. So okay, maybe maybe he's top one hundred. But um, back to the, the album itself, I don't know. It just fell flattened to me in terms of. It, well, one lyrical content, which we should expect because it's like it's a Juicy J project. The features I wasn't too moved by. Um, I don't know. The album just felt very. It was just there. Like it. It was music. It was. It was. It was there. There was no real. I mean, and the thing with Juicy J, he was kind of like uh, like a funnier type of like you know humorous rapper. I would say almost mm-hmm. like his punchlines and things like that. Not not. Like Little Wayne esque, but even a little bit more playful than that, I would say. I'm trying to think of somebody I can compare him to. Um, but Wayne, I, I'm, I'm I think, is of... actually a pretty solid comp, just as far as like punch. I mean, Wayne's obviously a much better rapper, but like as far as mm-hmm. like punchlines go and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, similar words. It's going to be like, it's it's goofy almost, like yeah. how ridiculous the things Wiz that he's Khalifa saying. Type, yeah. Wiz Khalifa, that's a good comparison, actually. That's a great comparison. Um, if you kind of mix those two in a blender, I think you kind of get close to what, I'm, what we're hearing from GCJ. Um, and I don't know that that doesn't I actually really don't like that type of um, rapping pocket. It's never really been one of my favorites um, just because it's like there's only so many times you can re-listen to it before it just gets flat and stale. Like this album, I'm never going to re-listen to again, which I do, for, which most albums I don't re-listen to again, if we're being honest. It's only the, the ones that are actually quality. So I don't know. Maybe it's my maybe I went into it with not even, not even that I was expecting anything from it, but maybe what I was comparing it to as like in terms of my recently played stuff was of too high of a caliber 
for me to just kind of be like, all right, well, I'm just going to put on some some chill trap music and just kind of vibe out to it, which is what this album is. Um, I don't know. I If I had to rate it for what it actually was, it's, it's probably like a six, like oh. in, reasonably. Reasonably, it's, it probably is about a six. Um, but if I'm just rating it on my like Dimitri scale of enjoyment, it's like a one, <laughs> like maybe a three max. Um, so yeah, I, but I've never really been a Juicy J fan, which is the other thing. So I should, I should have known this going that I wasn't going to like it. Cause that, that album he had in 2013 where it's like him in that suit and it's like a, a girl like hanging on his leg or something like that. Oh, you know what the, I'm talking was about? Was that the one with B O like the B O the huge B O B Stay trippy. Yes. What Stay was trippy. That? I remember listening to that back when I was in high school. I didn't like it. Like what was the massive single on that? Um, he had the one with Pimp C, he had Wiz Khalifa, he had Yellow Wolf, Big Sean, Justin Timberlake, Chris Brown, Wiz Khalifa. He has a lot of, he's always had solid features, I guess. Scholarship, Bands That Make Her Dance, that's Lil Wayne, the, the Two Chains. Yeah, the yeah two that's, chains that's, that's the one. Um, and that, yeah, that, that blew, a lot of songs off this blew up, actually. Scholarship blew up, Bands That Make Her Dance um, blew up, All I Blow Is Loud, I remember that being popular. Even the woods with Justin Timberlake, I remember that being um, popular. Bounce It, with the wild Bounce, track. yep, I was just going to say, Bounce was pretty popular, um, Smoke and Rolling, I think I even remember with Pimp C being um, pretty notable. So it's like, I don't know. There there definitely is a market for it. At least there was in 2013. I'm, I'm curious to see how the album did this year. But honestly, what has changed um, so much in, in what's popular between 2013 and now, if we're being completely honest. Right. I mean, the form, the, the, the form, it's been repackaged somewhat, but I think the same core level of quality is still, you know, accepted. Um, in terms of things that aren't that great is is what I mean. If you don't if you don't catch my drift, um, so yeah, that's that's overall my my feelings on the album. I I wasn't um, I was not moved, <laughs> not surprisingly, I guess. What did you think? Thoroughly enjoyed this album. Of course you did. <laughs> I mean, oh, when he got he, Alex is like he had me at hose will be hose. <laughs> From the first moment I heard that hook, I knew it was gonna be a quality song you, or quality you, album. You knew it was gonna be a ten out of ten. Um, I mean, it I, it was good. I I, I sent it over to you because I kind of just wanted to hear what you think about it. I did not think you would think it's horrible, but I didn't. Think I, you, I did. I know you did. I didn't think you'd think it was a masterpiece. You called it spreadsheet music, if I remember oh, it correctly. Was good spreadsheet music. No. Yeah. You listen to that when you were at work um going through spreadsheets that, oh, that yeah. was i was plugging in numbers listening to that i was oh it's gonna be in his basement <laughs> i'm partial oh, to uh i'm partial to that memphis sound though and i think that's what you we are. talked about before we before we hopped Take on the podcast heat, juicy j yeah all that type of like you know, yeah, piano pro- in the background yeah, type stuff. project pat money back yo all those guys and if i'm gonna listen to trash rap this is project the ex- pat <laughs> This is the exact lane of uh, of trash rap that I'm going to listen to because I like the sound. I don't have to really listen to the lyrics. I don't think I really did listen to the lyrics, to be honest with you. I listened to the – I guess I like the tempo. I like the pocket. I liked BPM, the production. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, and I like the I like pacing, the I guess. Yeah, and his yeah. delivery, there's something about that too that I really like as well. Just his mm. kind of uh, – I guess his tone. Tell me some Pippin Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, his tone is actually very enjoyable. Because one track I remember from Juicy J actually liking, it was actually that same one you said. It was, um, I think it was, like, he pulled the sample, and it was like, I get high, I get high, yeah, I get high. Track, that one, yeah. that was actually really well made, I think. It was, it like, once again, obviously the concept of the lyrics isn't anything to write home about, but the delivery of it, was actually kind of cool and i remember actually really enjoying that track um so he 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 does have he does have his moments i, I won't i yeah. won't try and throw too much shade on him 
No, I also think my lyrical expectation was pretty rock bottom as well. So, but you have to kind of go into a project like this thinking like, all right, it's a Juicy J project. Similar to how you go into a Lil Uzi project knowing like, okay, this is a Lil Uzi project. Yeah. So I was so I was like happy with that. You know what I mean? Like I knew what I wanted and I got what I wanted, and that's that's kind (laughs) of. I knew what I wanted. I got what I wanted. As kind of like I was served. I was. Yeah, that's kind of how the. uh, It's kind of how things fell into place. So I can't. I can't really be upset. So what are you rating this on a scale of one to ten? Seven. Six, seven. Six, six seven. Six point five, maybe. Split For what it was or just as an overall rating? Because I would uh, like to remind you that you also rated the Logic album like a five. <laughs> oh, yeah. I probably enjoyed this more than the Logic album. Oh, my God. You're Sorry a menace. About, Sorry about You that are a menace logic. to society. <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah. I you like this more than you like No Pressure. Because I think Logic tries to rap lyrically, and it annoys me because he tries so hard and still is so empty and vapid. I think Juicy J at least knows his lane and goes into, like, albums kind of knowing that he's just going to be be Juicy J and kind of do his thing. And he's not, like, this lyrical miracle, like, J. Cole type figure. Logic, I think, he just sounds pretentious. <laughs> I don't. I think he's not, as, he's not as deep or insightful as he wants to be, and his albums come off like he thinks he is. And it's just like— I will say— I'm sorry. Let me, no, no, no. I'll, yeah. I'll let you continue. No, that's all I really have to say. So that's kind of my beef and qualm with, I think, with Logic. But I, per- I mean, I listen to No Pressure significantly. I, it got a decent amount of replay out of me. But I will say his his two verses he came with on this were garbage. Oh my god, they were bad. I mean, I was listen. I mean, even like the rhyme pattern wasn't even good. I was, I was, I was shocked. Honestly, I was, I was expecting him to be probably the best verse on there. He was probably borderline the worst. Like they were empty, they were meaningless, they were sexual, and it wasn't even like funny or or like anything. Like it was corny. I was like, Logic, what are you doing? Like this is not even you. No. Um, when he tries to do that, it's so weird. He did a. It was. Did, it's so awkward. He did a track with French Montana, ASAP Rocky, and some and maybe g easy and it was kind of like that same lane and it's it was yeah. probably the worst verse i have ever heard i need to find it's, this it's bad honestly i i borderline want to um look it up my myself right now on this thing actually I'll, I'll do that i'll edit this out as we look this up all right i think we're recording okay <laughs> so after it's funny because as soon as we um we paused the recording um or i guess stopped paying attention to the recording it died um, so perfect timing, actually. But anyway, I found this logic verse, and <laughs> Alex actually found a, a worse one, if if that's even possible. Possibly worse. Possibly one. worse. <laughs> um, and I'm going to try and um, keep this PC here. Uh, Lyrical breakdown. Yeah. She get the bag, she get the check. She give it to me, then she give me the neck. <laughs> like, come on now. You 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 can't try and be lyrical and then come on a track and just like just just throw out some trash like that. But anyway, it gets worse. Uh, mess around, get it like this, I bet. <laughs> I get the ussy. Yeah, Bobby a vet. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad because I arrived, dog. Greatest of all time with the rhyme when I die, dog. CC dub on the check, and then I glove when I ride, dog. I ain't got no mane. All my girls on the side, dog. He's married, by the way. Yeah, you know, I got it. Flow hypnotic because I'm slipping, dog. Yeah, I think that's all we need. It was bad. Um, and that one that you mentioned to me was even worse, honestly, especially in terms of like historical kind of meaning. Because that song, that's the biggest song I think he's ever released. Um, is that that one eight hundred one? 
Um, so yeah, logic. You want to you want to ch- change your logic tag? No, I mean no pressure was still a decent I'm ready, project. I'm ready for you to backpedal no. whenever you want to. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not I, dropping any back. Any episode you want to backpedal? I am not Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no pressure was still a good album. I would say it was still better than this. Um, but logic was corny for this. Those two verses that he dropped on this, plus the one that you just told me when that's like boo boo heavy booze on that one. Um, yeah. But anyway, so now that I got my Juicy J ran out of the way, and you you gave your rating, right? You said it was what, a five, six? We're going to roll with a six. You're going to roll six with a six. 3. Okay. 6.3. And then did you – I can't even remember now. I feel like my brain just went blank. Light six. It, light six. And so you're saying you're sticking with the fact that this is better than No Pressure. For me, yeah. As Okay, just objectively. Objectively? This is not a debate. Come on. I don't know, man. Objectively. If anything – if anything carried that No Pressure album, it'd be that uh, – who the hell produced that? Please no ID. Out of my memory. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, the No ID production would have carried that. With old friends that, like No ID. So I guess we're really going because I don't think Logic said one thing of interest on that album. Oh, we're going stop. Production yes, he did. Production. <laughs> we're, going, we're going straight – I guess straight up 3-6 Mafia versus No ID. That's production. actually a pretty good debate. And No ID might win, so – so you're saying it is better, but not by much, if if at all. I, I was gonna say I think we're like splitting hairs at this point. Oh I probably like like I they I don't know they might be hateful to say that, That's, but I just really don't like logic. I was gonna say I think I think your logic has like you've reached you've leveled up. I, I think my memory. Yeah. <laughs> like you went Super Saiyan from Super Saiyan one to Super Saiyan two with your uh, logic hate. I will say. Well, I could be, and I I do want to say I could be completely wrong. But, like maybe. <laughs> What I'm is wrong with you? I'm going to backpedal. I'm gonna By backpedal. the way, everything I said, I, I could be completely wrong with everything I just I said. I have not listened allegedly. to that Logic album. <laughs> I, allegedly. I have not listened to that Logic album since we did the- That was a uh, while ago. Since we did the thing. So I, I could not remember like one bar from that three entire months ago. album. That's what I mean. So I'd have to like go back and listen if I wanted to- Okay, like, uh, fair enough. I'll, actual... I'll, I'll let you escape this time. Um. Do you want to do your now? Moving on, uh, we'll say we'll call that that we'll close the book on the Juicy J portion of this podcast. Um, thank God. Will you want to do your uh, your uh, rewind for the year? Because everyone was and just to add some context. Pretty much everyone should know about this though, because everyone's posting on their social media like what they've been listening to um, over the 2020 over quarantine. This is probably a this was probably a great year for Spotify and Apple Music because literally everyone was My probably God. on their apps just just twice as much as they usually would be. But what were you listening to? What were you playing this year? I couldn't get my rewind to pull up, unfortunately, people, for those of you who are wondering. So it's just going to be Alex's weird and eclectic taste that carries <laughs> through. Trash Your tra- Juicy J just on repeat. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I'm going to switch to Spotify, by the way. Oh, yeah. Come on over. Sp- Spotify just, is the superior just, app. Yeah, just throwing that out there. I think there I'm kind of done with with Apple. What music, I turned you off that from Apple Music? What what finally broke the camel's back? I think Spotify has better playlists. I like, I think I like their like social, uh, kind of their social interactivity a little bit better too. How you can kind of see what people are listening to in like real time. Like I just think their like social connectivity is a little bit better than what they offer on mm. Apple Music. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And I, I, I yeah, and I kinda like the idea of like music as like a, a connecting experience. Like I see you're listening to something, I'll I'll text the you. Social about that network I'll go of listen music. To the same thing. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> there we go. So and I think they have better I think their app is better and I think they have better just like curated playlists too, according to what I've heard. But Okay. I can I can jive with that if you will. <laughs> yeah. So so what were you listening to? 
lot of stuff apparently. I listened to 1,070 hours Woo! worth My goodness. of music. Should we do the quick math on how yeah. many days that is? 1070 divided by 24. So I listened to 44.58 days. There we go. <laughs> that is that is of, tough. That's a large chunk of a year. That's kind of disconcerting. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's also background playing, I would assume. Like the amount of times you just have music on in the background, you're just playing it on your phone as you're cleaning the crib, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that terrible. Yeah, 44 days is a lot of You've days, probably man. spent more time like actively watching content on your phone than you have um, listening to music. I would wager. Probably, which is even more Which is scary. On a, yeah, I agree. That. Because I remember, and quick little sidebar, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they were looking through like their watch time on YouTube, and they were like, I watched eight hours of YouTube the other day. <laughs> it's like, how is that even possible? Um, and granted, they were like, you know, heavily connected in the social space, but I'm probably, what, like maybe half of that? maybe a quarter or something, but you, you, you stack on that math and then all of a sudden you realize like, wait, <laughs> this isn't good. Oh yeah. No, there will be nights that I will watch YouTube from 10 exactly. to 3 a.m. <laughs> oh my God. What are you watching on YouTube late night? What's your, what's the rabbit holes you've been going down recently? Whatever the suggested videos have me land yep. on is those that I will. It is a down. dangerous path. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I'll start somewhere and end somewhere completely, completely different. Have you ever kept – and this I'll, – I'll shut up after this and I'll let you get to your thing. Have you ever kept YouTube playing at nighttime and then you just see where you wake up to in the morning and it's like something completely weird and random? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I've started on Family Guy and ended on like Shark Dive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's it's interesting to see the progression and what I the other thing is it not to, like I said not to keep changing. I do want to start paying for I think that YouTube Pro YouTube subscription. Red, yeah, like whatever you can do, no ads and like you can play YouTube in the background, without, like shutting your phone. Yeah, I think that's probably a better subscription than like Netflix or you think so anything like that. I think it's like ten bucks or something. Yeah, I think that's like worthwhile. I mean, Netflix. Okay, fair enough. You know what's a bad subscription? Hulu. Hulu sucks, by the way. I, I, I went back to my Hulu account for the first time in like three months, and I was like, why? It's like an ad every like 30, like not 30 minutes, three minutes. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, this is awful. And YouTube or YouTube premium. Hulu premium is like an exorbitant amount of money that I'm not willing to pay for like a subscription service that I barely watch. So Hulu sucks. Just want to put that yeah, out the there. Spotify deal, like the college student where you. Oh, it's fire. <laughs> that was what you had to take. Yeah. Advantage. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. For the Hulu and Spotify. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. So if you're in college, yeah, you have you have no lack of content at your fingertips. You can come up with $6. Yeah. <laughs> you just can. Yeah. Well, Netflix is like $15.99 now or something like really? that. Really? I, I thought Netflix was – I'm pretty sure – I thought it was like eleven ninety nine. Damn. I need, I I need to bumped. check how much money they're taking out of my account on a monthly basis. Bro, these subscriptions are like – They finesse you. always <laughs> – well, that's the thing. People always talk about cutting the cord, but if you go to like Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, that's Max, the cord, et cetera, et cetera, that is literally like that's the freaking cord. So I get rid of Comcast, and you have to add like twenty-seven different uh, different subscriptions. Are you a so closet a Comcast uh, supporter here? Are you like a spokesperson <laughs> on their behalf? I am not a. Uh, uh, yeah, a, I just thought it was interesting. You didn't supporter. say cable; you said Comcast. So I'm like, is is that like a a, a blue hat I I see you wearing all of a sudden <laughs> underneath the hoodie? <laughs> no, I. Although I do like, uh, I have only had good interactions with. Comcast oh people, my god! Of course, so. of course. And they're based out of Philly. They are based so. out of Philadelphia. Yeah, they. So I'm not mad they at the Comcast They suck up a ton of our um, 
fellow uh, graduates that that come out of SJU. Yeah. Alex just I, turns I, around. I, it's Xfinity on his back. Like <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by. Oh Xfinity. my! I wish. Oh my goodness! We'd be getting a bag off that. Anyway, I was say, I'll, I'll sell ads for Peacock any day <laughs> they want me to sell ads for that. Who who should we take on as our first sponsor? If you if you could choose, like any company or any brand. Oh man. Um, I would choose something. I would choose, I would want like a streaming company, like a Spotify or like an Apple Music. That would be dope. Obviously, because of the alignment. That, but other than that, streaming would be, like well, yeah, like, like some egg Google. company maybe, like because we both eat <laughs> eggs after every podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, uh, who make? Oh God, Dunkin' Donuts. I was just Taco talking Bell. at work about about literally the farm that makes like the most eggs. Which Hillshire nobody, Farm. I don't know. Why I don't I'm know. This. Nobody cares about this. But <laughs> we were talking about like. Cause they have an they they have like millions of chickens and it's kind of crazy like how millions many chickens of chicken? it takes to make yeah because I forget how many eggs they produce it Probably was some like a ridiculous number something crazy it's a lot of a eggs lot, like, a lot of eggs <laughs> yeah so I, I I'd take that sponsorship I'll get back and find the it egg sponsorship I guess the other one would be I feel like Disney or Google would be a really oh my cool goodness one. you would have to sell your soul to be a sponsor for Disney <laughs> you if you ever speak out of turn you're gonna get assassinated. Disney owns everything, by the way. If if you guys didn't know, you should. Uh, that's was, actually interesting. I'm sorry to cut you off, but there's actually an interesting like chart, and it's like the big Disney like logo, like Mickey Mouse, um, and it's just showing like in different circles how many things they have influence over. It's everything. Like it's everything that you would think of. One hundred. It's like how Frito Lay owns everything. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Disney. Disney is fascinating, and I it's think scary. <laughs> It's scary, but they're also just one of the better like operating companies in the world, just based on just the brands mm-hmm. that they have that they own. Oh, for like sure. Like you said, it's ridiculous. They own all the best see. ones. I'll put it that way. Yes, <laughs> all the best ones. And once they really figure out this whole streaming thing, which I think they've done a genius job Disney of with Plus. The Mandalorian to get people into that got whole him Disney Plus <laughs> ecosystem. It only Literally. takes that one or two to get people to buy in. Do you think movie theaters are gonna are kind of are coming to the end of the road? Listen, I'm glad I sold my AMC stocks. So I'll put it that way. <laughs> got a ni- I got a tidy little bag off of that, and um, I don't think I'm gonna be going back to that well anytime soon. I don't know. No, you don't want to don't want to invest in AMC anymore. No, 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 no. I, I could build I can build a a legitimate like really decent home theater for like under a thousand dollars. That's what I'm like, saying. Like fairly easy, maybe even less than that, honestly, because like. F- Full flat screen TVs are like going for like twenty dollars right at this point. It feels like, yeah, like they're just trying to get rid of those things to get um, the four K ones in. Um, so I can get that surround sound system, get a few streaming services on top of that, which will have an unlimited amount of content that I won't even have enough time to watch. And then I'm gonna get the movies on any. Oh yeah, no, no way. <laughs> there's no, there's right. no way. I don't think I don't think uh, movie theaters are gonna um, are gonna. I mean, they're gonna survive, but they're not gonna be doing well. That's what I mean. Into I kind of feel like they're go they're going in the way of the dodo post uh post They're going blockbuster. Pandemic. They're going out like Blockbuster went out. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Which is a shame. There's, I think there's actually still one active blockbuster like out there in like Cincinnati or somewhere. <laughs> it's on the west it's on the west coast somewhere and I forget where the hell it is. I think there's one in there might be one in Alaska. They're either one of those last yeah. year. Or it was shutting down because I remember seeing something on Twitter where it was like the last, the last, uh, the last blockbuster. I remember Blockbuster made a comeback on Twitter. And it was like, "Hey, big head, so good." <laughs> and I was like, "If you guys could have had this social media team maybe ten years ago, you might have been able to hang on," but they didn't. Yeah, little 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 tidbit about Blockbuster, and I 
they they had the ability to buy Netflix, I believe, in the late nineties or early two thousands. Oh and they there's always these stories chose, in business. Uh, like you could have, yeah, and chose, then you didn't. Yeah, they chose they chose not to and thought they would squash uh, squash this little competitor that was peddling My God. DVDs DVDs in the mail. Little did they know. Little did they know they would crush you shortly thereafter. Obliterate. Yeah, it's, it's not even a competition. Wow. Even the, I mean, and they crushed everybody. Like Redbox, Blockbuster. Um, there's, there's another one Red too. Redbox. I completely forgot. Remember Redbox? Redbox, man. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah, yeah. that was the thing for like four years, and then they it's just got to be slapped. In the grocery stores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody goes to them anymore. It's, no. it's a, well, it's not a shame. It's, it's for the best, honestly. I'm not, I'm not yeah. mad. No. Well, when you can spend hundreds of millions on content basically by i don't know financing your debt at zero it's like it's hard to it's hard to Gang. it's hard to beat that <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to beat that alex coming in with the financial take it's 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 hard to beat that in with the finance <laughs> um, risk management and insurance and finance look management. at that oh no, you see how, no big, you see how quick he got that off he's practiced that <laughs> no big deal that's the elevator pitch right there um so anyway let's get back to your your rewind what have you been listening to this is like the tangent episode this week yeah i'm gonna keep this quick just based on the fact that so i listened to a a thousand one thousand seventy hours worth of music and it very much seems like the majority of that is comprised of saint john (laughs) basically saint really that's surprising yeah, my my me my most played track is "Trap" by Saint John. My second most played tra- track, I can't even talk, is "94 Bentley" by Saint John. Ne- uh, "Demolition One Plus Two by Key and Kenny Beats. Mm. "Down Below" by Roddy Rich at five. Oh wow, interesting. Another another two Saint John tracks, a future track, "Rock and Roll" by Dijon. And if there was one thing I could want the listeners to take away from this podcast it would be taco bell is a great place no i'm kidding other than that other than go get yourself a baja blast but other than that dijon if you have not listened to him as an artist go listen to him as an artist go check him out yeah one of the best most underrated and under listen not even underrated under listen to i think r&b artist alternative r&b just get the shine okay dijon like dijon mustard like exactly also delicious I was going to say also good. <laughs> and then from an artist perspective, I listened to 55 hours worth of St. John at number one, 40 hours worth of Ty Dolla Sign. That's crazy. Hour. 40 hours of Ty Dolla Sign, you said? I cannot even put into words how many times <laughs> I listened to uh, Free TC and Beach House. Like, primarily Free TC. Yeah. In, like, the first part of the, in, in the first part of this year. I think I probably played Horses in the Stable. Like... There was days I would play that probably like seventy five times. So <laughs> you are ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. If that puts it into if that if that's any indicator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, future at thirty hours. Drake at twenty hours. J Cole. Drake at, at twenty hours. hours. Wow. I don't really. Know I don't know why it, why that's that high, either. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye at eighteen hours. Jeez. Young Thug at eighteen hours. The Weeknd at eighteen hours. Wale at seventeen. Wow. Wale Brent bringing Fires. up the rear. Pause. <laughs> Brent Fires. <laughs> And Brent Fires at seventeen. Okay. So yeah. So I guess I guess but the thing that how I mean hours like of logic I, was in there. Zero. <laughs> Not well, even a percentage. How, how long how long was how long was no pressure? Probably like an hour. An hour of logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess the thing that I was kinda happy about is I listened to nine hundred and thirty nine different artists. That's pretty this year. That's pretty good. Almost dry, almost hit the one K mark. That's actually really almost good. Almost hit the yeah, and then 779 different albums. Very so eclectic. We've, we've, we've branched out a little bit, which 
which I'm happy about. And from an album perspective, like Free TC is there. Uh, and then Ghetto Ghetto Lenny and While the World Was Burning, which came out freaking a month ago, is the first and second most played album. And you have just been going in on those, huh? That's basically it. Okay. Yeah. That's that's I pretty guess solid I, rewind, I, w- I must say. A lot of St. John, yeah, who I've been, I guess, kind of like. He's your artist of 2020, the, I guess. Yeah, banging the table on for the past couple weeks of the podcast. But, but yeah. And I keep coming back to that track actually, uh, back on the ledge off of uh, off of his new project, which has really grown on me as one of my favorite songs of uh, of twenty twenty. And I keep saying that every week, but I don't know that song in particular. Listen to has it. Really yeah. grown on me. Listen to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so that's the rewind. Uh, like I said, I don't have one. Unfortunately. Yeah. If you could give your if you could give yourself the imaginary uh, the imaginary rewind, who do you what think I- would be who do you think would be there, um, artist wise and then album wise? I'm putting you on the spot. Album wise, whoo, that's tough. What album have I listened to the most this year? I I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's probably very evenly distributed, uh, like across all albums that I've enjoyed. Like No Pressure, um, this Nas uh, King's Disease, the the Balancing Act that just recently came out, um, and probably one or two other ones. Oh, that um, that Deontay Hitchcock um, album I I kept beating the drum on for however long. Um, that one probably Spilligion, um, probably old like a an, probably a Good Kid, Mad City. I listened to that a lot um, this year as well. Kind of dove back into that. Um, so yeah, probably evenly uh, distributed across those few artists. Wise, if I had to say someone I listened to the most, hmm, I would say it. I want to say J Cole. I would imagine if if I if I had to pick an artist in particular. Um, I've I also listened that. to a lot of Black Thought this year too. Um, even though his his discography isn't like expansive, I just went back and listened to a, a just a lot of it on repeat. Um, especially now because I haven't been going to the gym, so I don't really need like just garbage trap music to put in my ears when I'm trying to you know get up a new PR. Um, I've listened to a lot more kind of conscious rap as as we kind of coined it on on last week's episode. So yeah, I, w- I would think J Cole, Black Thought, maybe probably my top five. Um, and album wise kind of just spread out across the board. I probably didn't branch out too much in terms of new artists though, like you did. I will give you all the kudos for that. Also, I think since ninety nine is 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 um is quickly flying up the ranks as someone I've been listening to a lot. He is my uh, spreadsheet music, I will say. Mm, underrated artist from PG. Neglecting County. my parents and popping Zans. I'm about to jump out the gym like I'm Larry Nance. <laughs> Fire. Fire bars, not really, but that could, been, that could have been a juicy J. Bomb. That could that could have been juicy J plus since ninety nine a track. My God, <laughs> my goodness, that's a dumpster fire. Um, but yeah, so that's that's probably my that's my uh, head cannon rewind for <laughs> for twenty twenty. I'd say. Um. So all right. So now that we got the rewinds out of the way, we are going to transition actually, and we're going to talk about kind of as our main topic that we have some subtopics underneath that. Fitness and mood is going to be the um the mood or the vibe as the kids say. Vibe. The, yeah, the vibe. I'm sorry. Um, how dare I? Mood. Mood was 2017. Um, <laughs> but this that's gonna be the vibe for this podcast. Um, and basically the reason that this came about is because Alex and I have both been suffering from the same issue as uh nine to five hamsters. Uh, <laughs> that when we finish uh finish the the workday, it's hard to get anything else done especially um our workout goals because obviously alex and i are the the peak of a uh, human physical 
acumen. That is correct. They're, they're, we're just a peak of human physiology, basically. Um, I can run as fast as Usain Bolt, and I'm as strong as the Hulk, basically. Um, <laughs> so, but to maintain such high physical output, it's very difficult um, if you're if you're not trying to work out at least a good three four times a week. Um, and I've just realized, or we both realized actually, that fitness is just a very good indicator of mood and just how you're feeling overall like if i get my workout in on any given day that day automatically goes from like it, it jumps a grade like if it was a b it's an a if it's a c it's a b like it, it just it just gives me that extra lift of just like yeah i accomplished that that's that's really dope or um i'm just feeling good because of of a workout and it doesn't have to be anything crazy whether it's just a run or like a, a solid 45 minute like at home thing obviously since we can't go to the gym or anything like that um so yeah we just kind of wanted to have a quick discussion on that and kind of how it um how it uh, affects us i guess and it sucks because i think you kind of have and i have this with everything i do it's, it's a bad habit actually like if i don't get something done i i have like guilt associated with that for the rest of the day <laughs> just like oh man i didn't get and then i have to have to be working out um i didn't get x y and z done it, it kind of sticks on sticks in my mind and kind of drags me down throughout the day and working out is probably at the top of that list like if i, I didn't get my workout in for today and I'm going to maybe try, depending on when we finish this podcast, so it doesn't bother me as I lay in my bed tonight. It's <laughs> like it's it, it haunts me. Um, so that's how I handle it. How do you kind of how do how do how does like what does working out and fitness kind of look for look like for you in your day to day? Yeah, I try to basically do it every day a week. In some what a beast! Wow. <laughs> well, if you have well, the thing is, I'm trying to make up for 22 years of. Uh, <laughs> of not doing anything other than playing sports like that used to like be mm -hmm. basically my workout so now it's like much more challenging to do that just because time constraints we can't really like i don't even know at st joe's i could whether it be throw football play basketball go play cross somebody over have, real quick you know no yeah, big deal real quick yeah i mean i don't know throwing off the backboard and yam on somebody but <laughs> i just picture that in my mind and i would i would eat my shirt if that ever happened <laughs> that would be ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I'd have eight hours to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so school like, took up like four hours of your day. Five. Like what the hell? Oh yeah, what the hell else am I supposed exactly. to do? Exactly. So it's like, and I didn't really want to go back to my apartment. So I was like, it was easy to. You like, just wanted to roam the up. streets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was easy to like do that kind of thing. But now, it's like the amount of like ment and this sounds such a first world issue it but is like it takes it takes mental like fortitude to like force yourself to do that because mm -hmm. whether it be before work or for me after work which is even more painful it's like you kind of have to carve out an hour of your time at the end of the day in order to make that work itself out mm -hmm. but i always and like you said though it it's either that for me or I'm going to be sleeping or I'm going to be on my phone. So it's like, it's a matter of like trying to make the right choices and what's going to choose be wisely. Shout out to Jake Cole. Yeah. Or what's going to like, I don't know, make your like animalistic brain feel happy watching an hour worth of YouTube. Or I like just imagine actually. you watching cat videos for like three hours and your brain is just like, <laughs> yay. Oh my God, this is great. Yeah. That, it, that's actually like not that far off. I will turn on like YouTube for like five minutes and it will turn into like an hour mm -hmm. and a half and I'll be like, Shit, it's scary. supposed to work out. It's actually very yeah. scary. And, and you know, I'm glad you said that. Not just sorry to, were you, were you about to go on another point? No, 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 no. Okay. I was just going no, no. to say, I think one thing I have to learn to do is, and this is with all positive habits, whether it's eating healthy or working out or reading. Actually, I've, I've gotten pretty good at reading. Actually, I, I read like dead, like pretty solidly every day. Um, but you, I, I feel like we, one thing we have to try and do, not necessarily just me and you, but in general, if you want to kind of change to like a healthier habit, you kind of have to like, 
I don't know, like that same kind of like momentum you get with like watching YouTube videos and things like that. If I could apply that to working out or just other successful, like positive endeavors, <laughs> I would rule imagine? the world already. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like if it was as easy as watching an hour and a half of YouTube is like that, that would be crazy. And for some people working out is that easy. It's just like it's just how you get your day started. And by the time you know it, an hour and a half has gone by. And I miss the days of when that was the case. And I'm sure you, you've had that same thing playing. And sports is perfect for that. Like, you'll be in the gym playing basketball for like three hours and you won't even notice um, because it's fun. You, you enjoy doing it. But working out when you have to go from like base, like tiredness after work to like all this physical exertion after work. It's like it's just so much of a gap. It's very hard to, to bridge, honestly. So 100 percent. And it's either base tiredness after waking up or base tiredness yeah. literally after work. There's no so it's like it's unavoidable. <laughs> there's not like with. And the thing with school was um, you could kind of like, all right, basic schedule. Let's say you have an 8 a.m., whatever, and your day ends at like three. Like, okay, so you you have, like, an eight to three day. You may or may not have homework to do on top of that. That means, like, you have a nah. solid two hours from three o'clock to five o'clock to just, like, do nothing, basically, and then kind of rev yourself up to go do a workout. After work, it's like, okay, well, it's 530. Um, if I don't work out now, it's going to all of a sudden turn to 730. Then I have to cook. Then I have to do X, Y, and Z. Then I have to do all these different things. Then I have to go to sleep because I have work again. In the like, I don't know. I gotta do it the again. breakdown <laughs> is just, I don't know. The breakdown is different, honestly. Maybe it's I need to take more control of my schedule or I need to kind of learn my rhythm of how I can best get things done. But it is infinitely hard. Like, it was not this hard to, to work out um, when I was in school. I could, I could definitely wake up at like six and go um, hit up the gym real quick and then go to class. Or vice versa, do it, do it after, carry my gym bag and do whatever. But it's, it's, it's been tough to get into this rhythm, man. I don't know. And I think it's even compounded um, worse because I have to work out at home, which I really never like doing. I enjoy I, I much prefer going to the gym because if I get to the, if I can just get to the gym, even if I don't have the motivation, I'm always going to work out. I'm never just going to turn around and leave. So, yeah, you can't just walk in and be like, ah, I'm just going to sit in the couch and then just walk out. Like, that's, that's strange. Um, so it's like you get into it, you do your warm up and then all of a sudden, boom, you're right in your rhythm. But now it's like you're at home, you're comfortable, like, you know, everything's everything's chill. Your bed is right there. You got your, you know, your your laptop and everything. It's like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. So it's tough. And that affects your mood negatively. At least it does mine. One hundred percent. Because you feel like garbage. Yes. Because there'll be days when I'm supposed to work out after work. and I will literally take a three hour. Instead <laughs> and wake you just up. feel like such and a I'll, scumbag. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Why did I just waste three hours of my life doing nothing? And instead, I'm slaying in my bed, and it's now face down and everything. Like, just <laughs> I haven't, had, haven't had dinner, haven't showered. <laughs> Bro, this is such, this is this is real though. This is facts because it's like you wake yeah, up and crusty. <laughs> you just you get off work, and it's just like, and I, I would this literally happened to me today because today is Friday, obviously when we always record. Um, and I was like, all right. Like, I got to get this work out and I got to get X, Y, and D done. But I had some other stuff I need to get done, too. Like, I, I today was actually a pretty busy day, like, across the board from work and um, all the way through. So I was like, all right, like, we're going to get this work out and we're going to start at 6. Because if, like, if I start any later than 6, I'm just not going to make it. Um, and I look at the clock and it's, like, 5.10. And I'm like, <sighs> like, and now I'm just like, all right, like, I'm just a little tired. I'll take a 15-minute nap. Like, it's it's no big deal. <laughs> I take off the glasses. It, done deal. Done deal. Face down. I wake back up at 640. I'm just like. 
Mm-hmm. And then I took half a Zan 13 hours to <laughs> Basically. Like, and I'm just like, all right, like, I give up hope. Let me go back to sleep. <laughs> like, it's it's just terrible. And then you just wake up in a daze. After a nap, it takes me an hour to snap out of the nap, like, haze that that puts me in. Like, I'm not one of the people that, like, wake up after a nap feeling, like, sparkly and refreshed. Like, I feel worse, honestly, after a nap, borderline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like I just got beat up in my sleep. Um <laughs> Bro, I nap and then feel like I have to nap again in exactly. order to like start the day. It's disgusting. It's actually terrible. I need to read some type of like research on how to take better naps or just how to get into a better sleep rhythm. Because like when I sleep, sleep, like I get like a full, you know, seven hours or whatever. Like I feel decent. I mean, I don't feel good, but I feel decent waking up in the morning. Um, but when it comes to just like sleeping for like three or two and then waking up after that, it feels like I just got shot. Like it's terrible. (laughs) It's awful. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a tough balance. Hopefully we can report better, better news next week that we, we found some, um, we've tapped into some like circadian rhythm that, um, we, we, we need to, um, I have no circadian rhythm. I have no rhythm whatsoever at this point. So it's we're building from ground zero. 2020 just like and I was actually and this is the depressing thing. I was actually going to the to the gym pretty like solidly four times a week in like great shape, whatever, whatever. And then it's it's it, I, 2020 has been a wash. Torpedoed. Yeah, I got torpedoed. Um, uh, it's 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 pretty terrible. But anyway, uh, so yeah, fit, actually, why don't we set some fitness goals? What's what's a fitness goal for next week Friday or yeah next week Friday? What do you want to do in in this past week? Whether it's eating healthy, like working out, whatever, and we'll we'll hold ourselves accountable on a week to week. We have the podcast as a uh, record. I want to try to work out before work, which is ambitious. But that's you just be my threw goal. the gauntlet down right there. Oh my goodness. Okay, before work so that means waking up at like what six? Yeah. Oh, so that means going yeah. to bed at like what twelve? There's no. F- Oh, I can't. No <laughs> as he's making can't the as he's making the goal, he knows that it's not gonna work out. That is sad. <laughs> he said, "I'm like, oh, 12? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no way. <laughs> What's wrong with going to bed at twelve, bro? I cook dinner, like second dinner at like eleven. Second dinner. That's oh man. It's I mean, I I see where you're coming from. Honestly, I went to bed at twelve ten yesterday, and I thought I was I, I was very pleased with myself. But I didn't actually fall asleep until twelve forty. <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna say I aim for one a.m. One to eight is what I. That's like crazy. Strive for. You know, it's really messed up that, and I think Kyle's did this to me. Honestly, I need to get out of this habit. Like we think it's okay to see a new day and then start sleeping on the new day. You never, you never start sleeping on the same day that you're you're supposed to. Like one, yeah. you're sleeping in the morning. You're not even sleeping at night. <laughs> No, dude, I'm happy if I'm in bed by one. That's the only insane. thing that like what gets me nervous is when two o'clock starts rolling around. It's bad because, you then... know, you're too far gone. You're too far gone. <laughs> that six hours does not feel the same. No, as seven no, hours. No, 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 no. That one hour difference is it, it makes or breaks you, honestly. Yeah. That's the oh, whole man. This is this is terrible. We have to. All right. This is going to be my goal to get. I'm not going to say workout in the morning. That's not going to happen. I'm going to say get three workouts in next week. And fix my sleep schedule to where I'm in bed by 11:45. I'm changing my goal. That's a really good goal. That's a really good goal. I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule myself. I think I'm gonna do try to live by a regimented schedule next week. Busting out the personal like, planner. <laughs> yup, which is also gonna be rather challenging for somebody that 
has has not adhered to a schedule in <laughs> How since senior year? Of high school. Not a scheduled so, man. What senior year of no. high school? I thought you were gonna say college. Oh no, I didn't even really. I don't even know if I would call myself scheduled. I started like work at like ten o'clock, man. I was not regimented whatsoever. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, ten to two was my work window. Three to that's where you really just hit. Your, that's when you really just hit your stride. <laughs> Oh yeah! Once, God, once ten thirty or eleven rolled around, I'd kind of like be peak. Uh, peak he was out. peaking at eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah, I had a process, man. I'd walk to Kimmy's at like eight o'clock. Not go back not to die, the library, right? Not die. Then start working after eating chicken fried rice, and then go till two. But the good thing was, and, and this is, I think that's the allure of nighttime. That everything is so still. Everything is quiet. It's like you're away from the distractions of the world. No one's really like blowing up your phone like they are in the middle of the day. And it's just overall oh, yeah. like the, I don't know, like I do work well at nighttime, I will say. And I, I need to just start extending, like starting my nighttime earlier. Like eight o'clock is exactly. night, but it doesn't feel like night. I mean, it looks like night outside, but it's like it's not until we hit like 12 a.m. that I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we, we we fully clocked in or maybe 11 p.m. I'll say yeah it's now night exactly right um no I'm the exact same kind of way and it sucks because, it's terrible like maybe I need to move to a different school, time zone I don't even know man because school I could like I, I understand why I did not focus at all because it's like I love people so it's like during you are a social nine, butterfly <laughs> from the hours of nine till like 9 p.m. it's like okay I'm gonna hang out with people but now it's like I'm in my house. Like, I have no excuse to not be able to, like, regiment myself a little bit. And honestly, but, like, it's just. But here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and all that being said, here I stand. Yep. No, honestly, though. All right, but we're going to see. Nasty human beings. <laughs> just, just face down and just muck of your own creation. Um Dunkin' Donuts cups flying. Everywhere. I will never forget the one time we had the podcast. And you're just like, yeah, I put coffee in this cup, orange juice in this cup. I don't know what is it, what I put in this cup throughout the course of the day. Jeez. Oh, what a what a oh man. Flavor combinations are. Endless. Oh, that's that's awful. Um, if you if you would drink milk out of a cup and then put orange juice in it, you're a sociopath. <laughs> like oh, that I've type of stuff is crazy. You are insane. <laughs> what is wrong? I've heard that one before. <laughs> Alex is like, you're not telling me anything new. Oh my god! <laughs> Tell me something. To, I don't right, know. Exactly. That's that is scary. Wow. Um, that's well, that's actually incredible. So anyway, moving on to to, to the next time. Shook. I am shook. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't take you for that type of man. Um, we had some some interesting things happen. Um. We had some interesting things happen in the uh, the world of the world, if if we could just put it that way. Barack Obama and this, let me just jump right into this topic. Barack Obama released his book, The Promised Land, I think a few weeks ago now, maybe two weeks ago now, and he's been doing his like you know media tour. Basically, he's doing interviews. He's doing his rounds. He had like a Snapchat interview and like doing like doing stuff with NPR and like everybody's is getting interviews out of this guy, Yahoo News, etc. Go sell your book, Barack. Mm-hmm. He was on ESPN, I think. Like they were, they had, like covered him or something. Um, so he's getting his bag, <laughs> or expanding his bag rather. I was gonna say, expanding yeah, it's, the it's bag. already it's, he's already pretty solidified. I would imagine we're past God at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's a lot of money. Um, so yeah, so he's he's doing that whole thing. Um, and then one of the things he touched on, interestingly enough, was the whole. And and I think this is more of a unilateral statement, um, kind of targeted or, or addressed to 
like broader movements or slogans that people tend to latch onto, like i.e. defund the police or you know those type of law. And that's the one he he referenced, um, like exactly. Um, and the article and or the interview, whichever you want to call it, um, that Alex sent me, it was it was he was basically going to the point of like when you say broad things like that, you alienate a large portion of people who may have been able to come over to your side of the debate or see where you're coming from or supporters, possible supporters, I should say. Do you want to say something or I got the quote here, which I really do love. And we talked about this, I guess, damn near two or three weeks ago now. Mm. Right. Something like I'd say two weeks ago. The key is deciding. Do you want to actually get something done or do you want to feel good among the people that you already agree with? which I think is really powerful, quite frankly. It's true, and I think it's – and even though it's true, I don't have to like it. I will say, like – and 100%, and, this, and that's why I hated <laughs> saying what I had to say two weeks ago when I had to say it. And that's the thing. Like, it's – and I think you can only really come to that type of – especially someone like him. Like, and, and not that we – and I think – Barack has definitely gotten his flowers over the years. <laughs> I won't, I'm not going to heap any more like Obama praise on, but I think into some capacity he did come in as like somewhat like how we approach problems, like idealistic, like, all right, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to change their minds. We're going to make this good. And then you kind of realize through trial and error and gray hairs and whatnot that like, okay, it, it kind of doesn't work that way. And it's like that you there has to be some compromise even when you don't want to be, and you have to push that needle very slowly <laughs> forward, right? Um, and a lot of people took issue with what he was saying, and I understand why. At, at, a, at a certain point issue. in time, I would have took issue with what he said because it's like, you know, especially the things that happened this year. If there's ever a year that you should be allowed to be angry, it's it's probably this year, right? Um, and, it, and and to come out and, and say things like that, I understand why people are, especially because he's selling a book. He's like, he's just chilling. He's doing his thing. He's not worried about the – I mean, he's worried about the country, but he's it's not his responsibility anymore. Um, you know, I, I understand why people might have thought it was a little like, you know, asinine or just a little callous um, or, or just slightly toned, slightly toned deaf. Yeah. Right. Um, but at the, I, I do still see his point um, of that. That is the case. And I think we've come to a similar conclusion on this podcast after a lot of debating, I will say on and off the, the microphone um, that like that is kind of the way forward in a way like that's that's kind of what has to be done. Um, and I'm not really sure where the balance comes into that, but uh, that's not what we're going to kind of discuss. I feel like we've already kind of touched on that before. What we are going to kind of discuss, though, and what I kind of want to get your take on, what do you think of – and, like, I, I see a lot of people like uh, a Sean King or certain people who are kind of prominent in the um, the, the, the political soci- <laughs> social <laughs> space speaking down <laughs> on this. And obviously they have large followings and they're, um, they're, they're, they're thought influencers, right? Um, they, they kind of, they're thought leaders, rather. They kind of drive um, the opinions of a large group of people that kind of you know swear by what they say or at least are heavily influenced by it. What do you think of those kind of people taking somewhat in their own right tone-deaf stances against what Obama said? Because I think there's something, there's, there's those people who are kind of like, I don't agree, but I see where he's coming from, or I don't fully agree with it, and I, or you know, kind of like in the middle, somewhat, um, kind of on the fence. And then there's those people who are kind of like, "Oh, Obama is so just disgusting," and how could exactly, <laughs> exactly, 
what do you what do you kind of think about that? Do you think there is like a responsibility for those people? Because I saw a lot of this as well. Of course, you saw your individual like random people like crying out about and, and not crying, but like saying uh, their opinions on it. Um, but do you think there's like a responsibility or a burden with those people who do have somewhat of a platform to kind of like be like, all right, guys, like, like hold on a second. Like, let's actually kind of think about this. 100 percent embrace the mob (laughs) it's so easy to like like obama said it's so easy to virtue signal within your own group of peers because you know you're going to get a positive response from it and it's the easiest yeah j cole's the greatest artist of all time right guys right 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 (laughs) just get that what 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 the hell did nick say it's just a a giant circle of confirmation bias confirmation bias that was a great uh, quote yeah. yeah You can virtue signal within your own group of peers that you know is going to agree with you as much as you want. I think the more challenging thing is making them actually think about what they're saying and I guess making them play like we always talk about. And I'm not some like super smart person, but like making them play chess and not checkers because it's really easy to have have knee-jerk emotional reactions to things, especially with topics that are so hot-button and so powerful like the one that – I guess like the defund the police movement that Obama was talking about. Especially this year. 100%. And it's it's justified why that narrative is being being spoken about, which makes this really difficult because it's like, it's hard to criticize something like that because it's such a powerful narrative Mm -hmm. and because it's it's so- Like we literally uh, saw the police beating people like borderline to death this year. Like that happened a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, correct, correct. So it's like rightly in it's rightly in the uh, in the limelight and in the spotlight. But but like Barack said, I think I think you have to be careful when you when you choose to die on (laughs) to die on these hills like we talked about and not really necessarily look at or want to understand what's going on on the other side and take these take these kind of slogans that are incredibly powerful and kind of like make that your brand and that is your brand and Uh, what were you gonna say what i was gonna say was and i thought this was really oh my goodness i think i almost lost my train of thought what was i gonna say um Wow. Oh my goodness. What was I going to say? It's late. Man. It is late. This is this is why we have to finish up our podcast earlier. Um it's late. I was going to say it's interesting to me like I don't know cuz there's it's it's multiple schools of thought on the on this whole kind of thing. Um and it's it's hard, like you said it's it's hard to uh, like kind of play one side or another. Um but I do think Oh my goodness! I really lost my train of thought. This is, I'm gonna have to cut this out. No, I'm gonna. I'll, 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 I'll pick. I, I'll pick up for a second. I say? guess, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that I think. I think it's tough when you when you when you actually want to make changes on really important issues. I think you have to realize that you might have to sacrifice on messaging at some point. Like the message of defund the police is not nearly as important of what actually needs to like tangibly get done, Mm. which is police reform. So if you want to shout defund the police from the top of the rooftops and you want to, and you want to do that, that's fine. But you have to really understand the consequences that that has. And it might not be the most intelligent thing that you can do when you really want to make change and make reform because you're going to isolate damn near 70 million people (laughs) that voted the other way more so it's like what do you want to do here do you want to do you want to virtue signal to your peers or do you want to actually like make change and i want to be clear too and that i'm generalizing a little bit because a lot of this is like it's not everybody is just kind of soullessly no no no, this without do you know what i mean i i I feel like i had to disclaimer sound like that but but yeah i think i 
yeah, I'm going to add that disclaimer and then kind of finish off, I and think, and kind fall of pass back the baton. Into the shadows. No, I remember what <laughs> I <laughs> fall, fall back into the depths of my corner. But I hope I hope you kind of understand I, I do. What, what I'm trying to say. I do. Cause it, and we t- we, we've talked about this before when we did an entire episode on like what what could actually be done. Right. Like legitimately. Um, because it's like some people sh- shout the slogan and then there's other people actually putting in the work for it, who I do respect. Um, I, I mean, I even respect the people who are shouting the slogan because at least they're, they're tapped into some, to some degree. So, and it's, and it's hard. I want to, I want to add this layer in there too. Cause it's like, you're asking everyday random people who have their own issues and problems to be like, and this, we literally touched on this last week. Like you're asking people to do a lot of thinking and this is not to kind of demean people to be like, Oh my God. But like as people we don't like a lot of our life is just on automatic it is like whether you want to like admit it or not your subscriptions renew your work is at the same time every day like you you take the same path home it's just like stoplights telling you when to do x y and z like you have your your set thing and now you have to kind of really develop your opinions on that and stand for something and that's not always easy to do so the people who do kind of take their take the time out to to do certain things like i do respect those people the people who protest the people who you know, to, to call out their friends in certain situations or, or have those uncomfortable conversations. Like, those people do deserve their fair due. But it's like, at the same time, you also have to say, well, okay, now, if you're really going to be in this, like, let's really talk about this. Like, how is it, how does it actually get done? And I, I hesitate to think that, like, someone who is the commander-in-chief of the, basically the free world for eight years doesn't know what he's talking about. Granted, there's Donald Trump out there, so, you know, there's an there's asterisks associated with that. But I do think Barack Obama is someone who tried to make change, and we saw how it kind of got sandbagged a lot. Um, and he he's learned some things through that experience, but I think he touch, touches on, on his book. So I, I, and like I said, this, I think— that type of statement that he made doesn't come from someone just who has no experience who's just talking from a place of ignorance. I think it does come with some truth. Like I, I still do agree though that it is somewhat tone deaf, but I think it's something that needed to be said because obviously he heavily supports um, um, the movements, the social movements that I'm talking about that um, that 100%. that gained um, legs during this year. I don't doubt that at all, but I think he's also trying to be realistic with it and think of what you need to get something like that done. Um, he also uh, talks about the importance of uh, uh, change on a local level as well, because people were kind of like, oh, well, why didn't you do this when you were president? And he's like, local <laughs> laws hard, are a thing. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's it. It's, it's, his book is very interesting. Even if you don't agree with his points, it's interesting to just have the curtain pulled back and on all these interviews in the book, et cetera, into what it's like kind of being a president and like trying to do something because um, obviously we have one that's not doing anything anyway circling back to my initial point i wanted to get to that i forgot about another thing to understand about i think leaders at at the highest level which president is that right um you you kind of have to play and he said this you kind of have to play the long game in a way like you can't exactly. think that change is going to be done like in your term maybe not even in your lifetime the right way right so it's like you you kind of have to understand that it's going to be like a slow trudge up the hill unfortunately um but that's just how human progression happens that's just how we we do things unfortunately like we don't iterate fast we we learn through trial and error very very slowly and understanding that i think it makes it makes more sense that he's going to try and catch more flies with honey rather than vinegar like he's he's going to 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 do something that's a little bit more inclusive rather than that's going to alienate half basically of 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 the 300 odd million that we have over here so it's it's a tough pill to swallow but i i think it's a realistic one honestly i think you can critique him i think you can very much critique him and the things that 
and a lot of the things that he did in his presidency, which people have, and that, that I've enjoyed seeing because I definitely was an Obama drumbeater somewhat when he was in office, um, whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Um, and it, it is good to, to kind of see the flaws because obviously he, he messed up a lot, <laughs> honestly, in his presidency. <laughs> quite um, a few drone strikes. Qu- quite, a fr- uh, quite a few. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, I, you, I do kind of have to listen to, to what he's saying and kind of the message that he's putting out here because I think there's, there's truth and validity to it. So 100%. And what's transformational leadership, too? It's not just leading the people that agree with you. Oh, like you, you said, Obama's playing the long game. You, you, being a leader is, is convincing the people that don't necessarily align with you and bringing them closer. That's to more the, impressive. To the, yeah, bringing them closer to the median rather than alienating them farther from the median. And when you're going to give a bunch of SHIT for Fox News <laughs> to just sling at their viewers, which is like your houses are going to get your, your houses gonna are going to get, get overrun. By black men. <laughs> like, yep. Lit- they're just going to kick in your door and, and just yeah. rape your wives and kill your children. But when that is the narrative that can go out, exactly. Like actually, though, I'm not even. That's not even will. hyperbole. <laughs> no, and 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 regardless of if the message is right, you have to mm-hmm. understand what people are gonna then morph that into, mm-hmm. and it's just like you said, you have to play the long game with these kind of things and understand what 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 you're really what kind of and i kind of come back to this what kind of hill you're going to die on is this going to be the thing that you're going to like make your brand and then give the other side ammunition to basically foster disinformation about stuff that's not going to happen what's going to create actual change i think is the question and our podcast i think that we did a couple weeks ago they talked about legitimate ways that police reform needs to happen i think is important i don't think those kind of ideas get necessarily thought of as much as kind of like the unilateral of slogans yeah of, yeah. of defund, defund the police. but what yeah. does that mean because there are the there are certain departments and certain i guess districts that most likely do need to get defunded but there's also a whole lot of other moving parts that need to happen yeah, i'm sure there's some there some police department out there in Flushing, Missouri or wherever that's doing some great police work right now. <laughs> that's just like, you, we could use a few of those dollars, you know, like it's not, yeah. it's not always going to be the same story across all. And that's the thing with this. It's, it's very, it's, that's the thing with a fragmented system like this, that it's like, you can't, you can't do like a copy and paste Excel formula for the entire, <laughs> you know, a police force of the U S no V look, no, no V lookups. Right. Um, you, ha- you have to break this into cells. <laughs> and un- unfortunately, like that's just how it's going to have to work. It's going to be a very specialized, like sensitive change, I think, um, across a lot of different places. I don't know. It's tough. And it's like every time we discuss that, I run into the same walls because it's like then at the same time you have, um, you know, the people that have had certain experiences with not necessarily just the police, but systems like this and in general. And it's like you're asking those people to swallow their pride in a way. That's what I mean, man. And it's like you're asking for you're asking a lot from everybody right like and that's the and i remember i heard this quote one time that um really sticks true to me because it doesn't apply to only what it kind of talks about and they were saying um this one guy was saying in a marriage or in any type of relationship where both people feel like they're doing 75 percent, it's never going to work and it's kind of almost like it feels like that's what we're asking for you're asking both people to kind of do more or at least feel like they're doing more because the people on the other side are like oh well I'm, I'm taking a stand by alienating myself from all my friends and family and other people who think the same way i do and on uh, on 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 that that the opposite side, you're also asking people to maybe give up a lot of the things that they feel like they're owed in a way. 
So it's like, how do you get both of those sides to buy in and, and do more than they feel like they should have to? I do have a question for you, and we might need to cut this from the podcast. Yeah. But do you, do you feel like that that there are allies of marginalized people that like do more harm than they do good in trying to be <laughs> allies sometimes? It's funny you said that. I listened to this, and this is kind of a tangent, but it's this is kind of funny, so I want to include it. Um, I listened to this Bill Burr skit today, and there he was like, when did when did rich white women be able to hijack the entire social movement that we're putting on right now? Like, oh, he he said something along the lines of like, when did their their um their Gucci footed like feet be able to tiptoe into the social movement and kind of just like make themselves into victims? And and how true that is, I mean, eh, uh, but it was just hilarious. But anyway, um. <laughs> I, I think the answer to that question is yes, though. Like, I, I do think there are people who kind of come to the aid or want to come to the aid or try to come to the aid of these certain, um, the, the these marginalized groups, and they, they do it in a way that's not, this, it's not the best way they could be doing it. And as I always try to do, and I don't want to ever, like, because you can't, like, you can't just dismiss anyone. I mean, you can't dismiss some people. Some people do deserve to be dismissed. But you, I don't want to dismiss people who, and I had this conversation with my friends. I don't like to dismiss people who are trying. Like, that is that's that is one thing that I feel like you just can't do. Because it's like, at that point, then it's like, then you're really drawing the lines in the sand. Because I, I don't agree with those people who are kind of like, okay, I'm in this marginalized population. Um, and I, I do need people on my side, or at least to realize what's going on, and people try and learn, and, and they're, they, they, may, they make mistakes along the way, and you just like completely beat them down, and you completely kind of turn them off from the entire thing. What does that solve? That doesn't solve anything. Um, so I, I really don't subscribe to that at all. But on the same side, um, for people who are trying, I, I do believe that, that there's some t- it sometimes gets interpreted wrong. I'll say, I'll say that. Um, and it might do more harm than good. And some of those people that maybe it's it's actually purposeful and maybe they really aren't as much as an ally as they say. And, and I think some people are genuine, but they just they're they're misguided. Like and I, I don't I don't necessarily blame them. Um, honestly, there's a time I was misguided as well about the things that are actually going and probably still am to a certain degree about the things that are actually going on in this country. And it's like until you have some type of moment or some type of transformational experience to kind of wake you up in a way like you don't know what you don't know. Right. So it's like I, I can only be so mad at people. So I'm not sure if that was a good answer because it's like I kind of I didn't I didn't answer the question directly. I, I somewhat sidestepped it, but you gave me the political. <laughs> you, Nick taught me well. <laughs> Senator. But um, yeah. Speaking of senators, and this is the last thing I guess I want yeah, to say. We'll, I was we'll seeing some early finish. polling, and it looks like the two Democratic senators down in Georgia are actually leading. Gang, uh, Raphael Warnock, and then that's a that's an I amazing name, <laughs> really good name. Who I absolutely love, Pastor. I believe um, he's currently cool. a pastor at Ebenezer Baptist. Ebenezer, where MLK, where MLK, uh, where MLK was pastor at. So. Wow. He, yeah, he's a really cool guy. And he's I'm got history on his side. <laughs> he, I'm very much hoping he just runs Kelly Loeffler out of town. She's one of my least favorite human beings on the face of the planet. Is, but. is he giving Amy Coney Barrett, Barrett vibes or what? Oh, my God. She's... She's just disgusting, dude. She stole... She sold... She, she sold all kinds of uh, basically like hotel stock in 
after nice. attending behind the scenes coronavirus briefings on the impact that the virus Tough. was going to have Tough. on the American people. <laughs> and then she went out like the next day and said, do not worry about anything. Nothing's going to happen. Do whatever you want to do. Classic so, move, yeah, right? To protect your personal nasty. assets and then have everybody else fall into the trap because, yeah. Yeah, she's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. Um, all right, we're not going to end on a bad note. We're going to end on a new thing that we were kind of trying to start off. And I'm not sure I – Oh, quote. Quote of the quote of the week, excerpt of the week, whatever. I'm going to give you a few God. minutes to get yourself together because I have mine. And then we're going to end this podcast because it's almost 11 o'clock. Um, way too late. And the one that I want to use is actually from the Balancing Act, um, Black Thoughts verse, I thought um, was really interesting. And specifically the portion where he said, um, I've been healing myself. That's another way to get equal. I think that's a really cool idea um, in a way, because I think when you think of and I, what he was referencing in that that verse was funny enough, how it, how um, timely marginalized marginalized people and how you heal, get better and move on or get or or or, or find some type of solace um, in your healing. Right. And I think that's something that's sometimes underrated. Of course, the work has to be done to solve the problem as well. Like, let, let me put that out there first. But at the same time, the individual healing of a person also is something that's meaningful. And I think going through that transformation is is it, it sometimes gets swept under the rug in place of um, anger or in place of getting back or getting revenge. Um, that healing is another way to get equal. Black thought. Another, and I mean... I could write a book out of the, the amount of good black thought verses that that I've listened to, but we're not going to get into that. Um, just know that that was pretty amazing and, and very, uh, very true. So that's mine. I am going to finish off with a quote from, uh, from Victor, Victor Frankl from a man's search for meaning. Um, he was, he wrote this book after he was, I guess, released from a, uh, from a concentration camp in, uh, <sighs> Wow. Nazi Germany. So great book if anybody ever gets a chance to listen to it. But it goes, being human always points and is directed to something or someone other than oneself, be it a meaning to fulfill or another human or another human being to encounter. The more one forgets himself by giving himself to a cause to serve or another person to love, the more human he is and the more he actualizes himself. I completely agree with that. It's funny because that actually went to the remember the episode we did where we kind of talked about not necessarily the meaning of life, but kind of the meaning of life, basically <laughs> that yeah. I, if I had to choose something to kind of align with my answer, which was kind of in that vein. That's what I would I, I would say, because he, he's right. Honestly, you reach a point where you run out of runway. It's like personal gain only takes you so far. It's a good one. Could not agree. More. It's a great quote. Yeah, there's I don't know. I feel like if you, like you said, if you could kind of like pin two things down that. I guess what life means it's either some 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 form of some form of meaning outside of yourself or some form of person outside of yourself and I guess I guess one could argue that and it'd be interesting to talk about this whether you do need to be able to find I guess that kind of meaning within yourself or if you can find because sometimes you really don't have that meaning outside of yourself True. or that person that you can kind you of don't have anything I yeah. guess so I guess it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of uh, kind but of quote because I do agree. That's with That's part him, of the I journey, think, right? Like finding something, right? I would imagine. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, and in order to there's get no there, lack of problems to solve. I'll I'll tell you that. There's no <laughs> lack of problems. To solve. <laughs> like that that whole um, defund the police issue. You could dedicate seventy years of your life to that issue if you want. 
100%. And it's going to be transformational, but um, it's quite the investment. Uh, but no, I overall, like I said, I agree with that. That's that's an excellent quote. Though. Who is that from again? Victor Frankl. Victor Frankl. The man, the myth, the legend himself. <laughs> Are we going to call it there? I think we're done, man. I'm tired. Yeah, I, need, I, I think I'm tapped out. Yeah, honestly, at this point, I'm not sure if that workout's even if, even plausible at this point. Um, but that has been the transition. Episode 37, as Alex is, is fidgeting with his mic. <laughs> Apologies for that. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, make sure you check out last week's episode if you didn't. It was actually a really cool one that we did with Nick. Um, make sure you subscribe uh, to the podcast if you haven't already. Five-star ratings only. Um, check out the transition underscore pod on Instagram for our behind the scenes content, plus more information about our episodes and how we put them together. 